There is just always so much to do, isn't there? Not only in terms of the business as usual tasks, but also the things you want to do to grow, not to mention making space for learning new skills. And here's where I really struggle. To keep yourself right, you also need to give yourself space, whether it's doing something for yourself or spending time with your family. It's a lot. The way it works for me is I'm fine for a while and I feel like everything's under control and then I hit this spot of overwhelm. It just happens periodically for me and in this episode I'll talk about what I do to reduce it. I haven't mastered it and I'm acutely aware that there's more I could be doing but keep listening for ideas of how to get out of the vicious cycle that overwhelm can cause. I hope you'll leave this episode with some ideas to implement right now. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. I decided to talk about overwhelm this week because, honestly, I'm experiencing it as we speak. A couple of weeks ago, I recognised that I was overwhelmed. My signs are when I feel tired all the time, regardless of how much I sleep, when I don't get back to people for ages because I don't have the headspace to even open their messages, and when I go to sleep thinking about work and wake up thinking about work. But I've started to take action because, well, I have to. It frustrates me when the lack of time stops me from growing. For instance, I'm a member of a business membership, kind of like my mastermind, and I want to make space to watch some videos and to show up to live training. But each time I do, something more urgent crops up. And that needs to change because I'm not getting anything out of my investment. Also, I've started creating my Content That Converts course. It's something that has been on my to-do list for ages. I've got people on my waiting list who are ready to take it. But again, the lack of time keeps delaying me from even creating it. It's so frustrating. So again, this needs to change. So I'll dive in to what I do to try and get myself out of this cycle. I've automated my business as much as I can and I have a VA for the tasks that I need to delegate but clearly I need to release more time so here's what I'm doing right now. The first thing I've decided to do is give my VA more hours and hire another assistant. To be clear on what I want to delegate last week I refreshed my task list. This is a list that I created a while back of all the tasks that happen in my business. I have it broken down as much as possible. So instead of just adding the task of recording my podcast, I have it split into writing my podcast, recording it, editing it, writing show notes, creating social media content, scheduling social media content. The reason I have it so broken down is because I then tag each one. I identify whether it's something I have to do, whether I currently delegate it or whether I want to delegate. It gives me a really clear view of what to delegate and who I need to hire for it. So with the podcast example, I could compare whether it's worth paying my VA for the time she'd spent on the various tasks like editing, which, you know, I don't have to be the one doing that, versus hiring someone who specifically provides these kind of packages to podcasters. 
Now, this exercise alone always makes me feel better because instead of being in the thick of it and working through my never-ending to-do list, I'm able to take a step back and just get my brain organised. And out of it comes essentially a to-not-do list, a list of things that really don't need me. Now, this activity itself takes time and when you're short of time, it feels impossible. So to give myself space to regroup, I look at my tasks and decide what I can press pause on. So sure, I could reduce the frequency of my social media content or take a break from my podcast, but that wouldn't make sense because they attract new clients every week. So for me, that's a non-negotiable. I need to keep that going. But my monthly newsletter isn't a must. I don't want to neglect my Facebook group, but I know that everyone in there would understand if I went a bit quiet for a couple of months. These aren't going to impact my business negatively, but it will alleviate some pressure for me. Those small tasks, they don't release masses of time, but they release enough time to alleviate the pressure and to give me space to sort out hiring another VA. So here are three takeaways from this first tip, because I'm aware that I've mentioned quite a few different things. The first thing is to give yourself permission to pause on some of your nice to have tasks and just choose really carefully so that it doesn't impact your business negatively. After all, if you start earning less because of it, you may not be able to afford to delegate or to automate. My next takeaway was to use that freed up time to take a step back and create a detailed task list. Highlight what you need to do, what you currently delegate and what you want to delegate. Now, don't overthink this. It can be a simple spreadsheet with colours to represent each category. That's absolutely fine. And you'll probably find that it might highlight some areas that you can actually automate as well. And my third takeaway is to invest your money in things that will release some time. You may not be able to afford to delegate or automate everything on your list that you want to delegate, but releasing some time is better than staying in an overwhelmed state. The second thing that I'm doing is I'm making really informed and well thought out business decisions. I've mentioned in the past how I use a very detailed business tracker that tells me my current financial snapshot and I use it to set goals and track them and it allows me to play around with numbers and explore what if scenarios. On a side note, a few of you have asked whether I would create one that you can buy. Just to let you know, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just thinking of the best way to make sure that it's easy for you to customise because the one that I create for myself and for my clients are very, very tailored. Anyway, last week, one of my students took his final exam and so our lessons have finished. And I was wondering whether I should replace him or not because right now the thought of getting back an extra hour every week is very appealing. So I used my business tracker to explore the financial impact of not replacing him versus replacing him with a couple of people on my waiting list. I decided that since I had students waiting for me to set up a small group class, it was financially worth it to offer that slot to them because, and here's the most important part for me, it allows me to reinvest that money into my new VA. If taking on a new group class didn't make enough of a difference to my income, then I definitely would have chosen to get that hour back each week. So make informed decisions instead of being reactive or thinking of the here and now. Think about how one decision might impact others so that you can make the right ones that will avoid just adding to your overwhelm. My third tip is to set goals. And when you do, be really kind to yourself. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be ambitious, but it does mean focusing on the right thing based on where you're at right now. I'll give you an example. 
This month in the Mastermind, we're spending time on creating content in a way that converts. We're creating ready-to-go content and the masterminders now have a quick way of generating ideas that will sell for them. But I could see the tension on some of their faces as they were trying to write the perfect post. So here's what I suggested. Instead of putting pressure on coming up with great ideas while writing great content, while making sure that you're getting the call to action right, while putting pressure on yourself to attract customers, just focus on one thing. Choose one goal. It could be that you have struggled to stay consistent on social media. In that case, forget about attracting clients for a moment and just focus on ways that will help you be consistent. That's a goal. Zoom in even further. And if you want, choose just one platform to be consistent on. If you struggle with coming up with content ideas, just practice that one skill. You get the gist. The point is that When we have a goal in mind, it tends to be a big goal. We forget that there are lots of mini goals, stepping stones if you like, that helps us actually reach that big goal. And working through those stepping stones is much less daunting than trying to achieve everything all at once. And by being really specific, maybe you've created a smart goal, the goal also becomes a lot easier to monitor. And my fourth tip is to take a moment to dig deep and try and unpack what's actually causing the overwhelm. Because sometimes it really isn't what we think it is. And also, when you can identify the factors contributing towards you feeling this way, you can do something about them. Essentially, instead of putting a temporary plaster on the situation, it gives you a chance to get to the root. I'll give you an example. A client of mine seems to be in a permanent state of overwhelm. She has automated so much. She has a VA. She's doing all the right things. But the overwhelm doesn't seem to be getting better. When we unpacked this, something we highlighted was that she has a tendency of signing up to lots of courses and mastermind style memberships all at the same time. And because of that, she doesn't have the brain space to action everything she learns. And this creates a vicious cycle. She learns new things puts those actions on her to-do list, doesn't have time to implement them, and before she knows it, that to-do list has grown really, really big. This also feeds into the overwhelm because when she doesn't attract clients, she panics. And in reaction to that, she'll create a new thing, which of course takes time. Whereas if she had actioned some of what she was learning, then she would be attracting more clients, which would mean that she wouldn't panic quite so much. So you can see that on the surface, this client would be thinking that her overwhelm stems from simply having too much to do. But when you scratch under that surface, we see that it actually stems from her tendency to overcommit to learning. Now, I wasn't going to say this, but I I will. I think that overwhelm is part of being a business owner, but your recognition of it and understanding what causes it for you and knowing how to alleviate it is the most important thing. I wasn't sure whether to mention it because it's like saying that we just have to accept that part of being a business owner is feeling overwhelmed. And I feel like in an ideal state, we wouldn't be ever. We would have it all mastered. But I think realistically, everyone does experience it in cycles. And I mention this as well because I spoke about feeling overwhelmed in my Facebook group a while back. And someone messaged me saying they hoped that I was taking some time out, but also how surprised they were because I always seemed calm and in control. And it made me realise how important it was to actually just normalise it. So here's a quick summary of things you can do to help you manage and or alleviate feelings of overwhelm. 
Number one, give yourself permission to pause on certain tasks. I pause on things like my email newsletter or content for Facebook groups, but not for social media or my podcast because they bring new clients in every week. And this leads me to my second tip. Because you've released some time by pressing pause, I'd suggest taking a step back and listing all the tasks that happen inside your business, everything, and categorise each one. So you tag what needs to be completed by you, what you currently delegate and what could be delegated. Remember, this often highlights areas that could be streamlined and automated. I have a detailed episode on that, so I'll pop the link in the show notes. The third thing was to invest money into the things that will actually release some time. Your task list should help you make some of these decisions. You might not have the budget to delegate or automate everything, but releasing some time is still progress. The next thing was to create a business tracker of sorts, basically something that gives you a financial snapshot and lets you play around with numbers. I create this for almost every one-to-one client I work with, and it's also really useful to just generally monitor your business and to make good decisions. In this case, I've been talking about decisions that reduce future overwhelm. My fifth tip was to be really specific about the goals that you set and base them on where you are now. So if I had just started my podcast, I wouldn't be focused on it attracting new customers. I'd just focus on getting into some kind of sustainable rhythm of creating content. Then I'd focus on maybe increasing listener numbers. And after that, I'd think about attracting clients. And my last one was to unpack what tends to cause overwhelm for you. Is it a pattern of behaviour? Is it something you have a tendency of doing or not doing? One way to think of overwhelm is it's a symptom. Not being able to keep up with how much there is to do isn't the cause. As I described with my recent client, the cause could actually be something totally different. So I hope you've walked away with some ideas. And remember, my door is always open. If you think that conversations around mindset and some actionable sessions where we break down big goals into manageable tasks would be useful, then please do reach out anytime. In the meantime, take care. Thank you for listening and you'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.